Welcome to the culture of New York basketball. The metro area is the mecca of basketball in the minds of many. Its iconic brand of streetball is renowned around the world. There's a long list of legends who've come out of these parts, but there's also an even longer list of should-haves that never got their shot. Dribbling Dimes is the happy place for the hoops junkie. This is where the legendary tales and the unknown stories will reside. We'll be speaking with a variety of guests from all over whose ties to the New York game gives them a unique perspective to share. I'm Manny Digital, and along with my co-host Emilio the Poet, we're going to take you off the bench and into the culture of New York area hoops. So lace up and listen to Dribble and Dimes. You gotta handle the rock with flair and rhythm if you want to be judged on wood grain and concrete courts in New York. This ain't no nickel and dime. It's dribbling dimes where scoring never looked this good. I guarantee it. But was your reputation built from the playground up? Or did you call next and they took that ish? Or cause you weren't as fast as police and ambulance sirens? Or as loud as Mr. Softy ice cream? No. You see, this is New York City hoops in prime time. As beautiful as the skyline, it's dribbling dimes. What's up, everybody? Uh, we're here, Dribble and Dimes podcast episode one. We're here at the beautiful, luxurious Renaissance Youth Center here in the Bronx. Um, I'm Manny Digital, my co host. This is Emilio the Poet. What's up? And our, our first guest, which I'm very honored uh, to have with us, is uh, Mr. Darren Quinlan. But uh, for all intents and purposes, we're going to refer to him as Mr. Q because that's what everybody really knows him as. Um, I've known Mr. Q for daggone near over 15 years at this point, and uh, we've never had a sit-down conversation really in earnest about the game of hoops the way we're about to now. Mr. Q, I guess my, my first question for you, and please go wherever this takes you, would be, what drew you to the game of basketball, being somebody who grew up in and around the city of New York, and where has that led you? <laughs> That's a big, broad question. Big, could be, yeah, yeah, I want you, you to go got, crazy. You got 400 hours? <laughs> <on your show>? <laughs> <laughs> we got time. Well, what, what drew me to the game was, uh, honestly, my pops used to play uh, ball. He was, he was a, a police officer. And um, they used to meet up once a week and play ball. Pick up. So <clears throat> he used to take me to the runs. And uh, I used to watch them, you know, running up and down the court. So as a little kid, you know, you see Pops out there doing his thing. And you start fantasizing. So then the basketball is there. And that was his whole intent, I'm sure. Like, y'all want to pass this love to my son, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, but it wasn't my first. My, my first sport was football and in baseball. I didn't actually get into basketball playing until I actually moved to Long Island at about the age of, I think it was about 13, 14. So even though when I was younger, he would take me, I would still see it and I liked it. You know, I was like, yo, this is cool. All right. All right. Cool. But remember, I'm old. So in the, in the 70s. Let's not divulge. But in the 70s when I was a kid, you know, unlike now, like, you know, uh, got my V bucks and I'm I'm sitting up all night fortnighting it. <laughs> yo, yo, for real, you do that? We no. Uh, we, we grew up and my everybody was coming to my house because my pops made sure that I had baseball gear, basketball gear, football gear, and me and my boys would go out and we would play sports from sun up to sundown, and we would play baseball for hours. Was when baseball was nouveau for kids of color. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. um, and football, you know, and then we would play basketball, too. It's that old adage where we had a telephone pole. I grew up on 144th, ter 144th Terrace in, uh, in uh, Springfield Garden, Queens. A telephone pole, backboard, and most of the time we took a crate, cut the bottom out, and nailed that joint 
in there. But did y'all use plywood to be the backboard? It was plywood, and every time you took a shot, it would break. Yes. And you had to get another one. <laughs> you find it, whatever. And sometimes we couldn't find a board, so we just put the crate up against, you know, right in the pole. Mm -hmm. Boom. And we just played from there. And I would watch all the older kids play. And the little guys, you know, the older guys, they were cool, but, you know, it was like, shorty, y'all play when we leave. Right. You know, big boys is playing that. Right. We could be playing a game. They come, yo, we want to play. Bye. We got to walk off, yeah. <laughs> you know. And, you know, it's funny because they would give you these winks every once in a while. Like, you look, and we looking at them like, oh, like man. they Like they were the. Yo, look at my man Raheem. Yo, right. yo Raheem, nice. Yo, da 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 So, <clears throat> exit Queens. We moved to Long Island. I'm totally frustrated. Uh, I played for my church baseball team. Um had a crazy, crazy good crew. Matter of fact, one of my teammates, this guy named Billy Wheeler, who used to go, here's a, here's a, a nugget, who played in high school, it was the Wheeler brothers played with Mark Jackson mm. at Bishop Locke. At Locke, okay. So Billy's from my neighborhood, <coughs> right? And we met through baseball first, mm. not even basketball. Mm. He was a nice pitcher, his brother Kenny was a, was a catcher. Um, Kenny played with Mark Jackson. Both of them and Billy. Oh, both were at Bishop Lock. Yeah, Billy okay. went on to um, Manhattan College and actually is in the Hall of Fame at Manhattan College nice. as a ball player. And we all played like um, there was a, a guru, uh, Teddy Jones, and we all played together. But I'll, I'll tie that in later. So too. Uh, let me let me just interrupt you for a second. So you said Billy's in the Hall of Fame at Manhattan College, at Manhattan College, but you failed to mention that you're also in a Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> I saw your eyes light up for a second when you mentioned Billy in the Hall of Fame, but you are in the Hall of Fame. You know what? 2004 I'm, inductee? I'm, I'm one of, no, no, actually it was no? two, like 20, uh, no, like 2014, 2015. 14. Okay, I'm off by 10 years. Yeah, okay. I went to, um, when I got out of high school, um, I, was a real, I was a real late bloomer. So... Um, I went to John Glenn High School out in, in Long Island. And, but let me back up a second because then okay. I'm going to tie this in. Okay. Right? So I'll go back to the other question. So I moved to Long Island, and I get out here, and all these kids did was play basketball. In Long Island? Yeah. So it was a little elementary school in the back, had a court. And I was like, hey, don't you guys want to play some baseball? Hey, let's play some football. And he's like, yo, man, what are you talking about, man? We're going to ball. So all of a sudden... I, I got addicted. I got hooked. So, and it got so bad. And if you talk to guys that really bleed basketball, like I have this question I always ask kids to come in. I say, do, do you love basketball? Mm -hmm. And every kid raises their hand and tells me yes. But then I don't see the sacrifices that you have to take to when you say you really love something. We, I played so much and so long. The, the salt used to be plastered mm -hmm. to my face. My mom's was cool. She ain't buying no more salt. When I come home, she would come here, scrape it off, <laughs> put it in a jar. I sure hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but it was crazy. So, so actually, believe it or not, it wasn't Queens that got me playing. It was it was, it was L.I. So um, now I moved to Long Island at a time when it was the, the black plight. Mm. When, you know, black middle class folk wanted to do better for their families, buy a house and all that kind of stuff, make right. sure they get a good education. So, <clears throat> you know, mom and pops did their thing. Finally was able to afford a house out there. And um, um, I played baseball and football. I was, you know, all-star pitcher, baseball and all that. I came out here. I played football for the Springfield Rifles. Everybody that know football around New York, no Queens, all right? Mr. Goody, you know, <laughs> in, the, in the crew. <laughs> and I played there. And um, uh, none of the kids, you know, w was really into that. But I still went, when I got into the middle school, I went trying out football team. Black quarterbacks was like, what? Uh, mm, I don't know. Even though I could run rings around mm. the guy who was there, right? We would <clears throat> every day. How how's the B team? 
beating the A team every scrimmage. Right? But these are like, so that these was my like first that. taste of, of racism uh-huh. because I grew up in Queens. You know, my, my, my neighborhood was, it, it, it wasn't diverse, you know, but I never experienced that kind of stuff until I moved to Long Island. But you're talking about, so those that gave you that feedback were like the more popular football programs in the high schools? It was in the high schools. Okay. So when I went out there, um, first of all, there wasn't that many African-Americans, period, in right. the school district. Right. So when we went out, and I wasn't really prepared for it. I love my parents to death. There was no sit-down to prep me mm. for what you're about to experience. Mm-hmm. And... You know, we when in the beginning, it was separate lunch tables. We sat over here. It was oh, not not sanctioned segregation, but that's how y'all divided each that's other. That's how it Got was it. like, yo, y'all sat over there, we sat over there. People knew each other, like you walk by and be like, yo, what up? Right. Boom, boom. But it was kind of yeah. So <clears throat> football, for some reason, man, I couldn't get no burn. You know, and and my dad. You know, told the coach, oh, yo, this week, yo, you know, we're going to get him in there now this week. We, you know, we're going to make sure. And um, my dad was like, all right. But then I started losing, like, I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like, what? Like, I, 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 can, I can play better than this dude. Right. I thought it was it. So spring comes. I go out for baseball. Love baseball. So I'm the only African-American going out for the baseball team. I played baseball since I was a little snot. All of a sudden, we out here, and everybody was like, oh. So at first, I was playing catch with a couple of kids. One of the senior kids came over, put a buzz in his ear. They walked away, and he told them, don't play catch with the black kid. Wow. What? In your own neighborhood? No, in my high school. Oh, at the school. Yeah. Gotcha. <clears throat> so I'm like, oh, okay, that's deep. So one of the black students. This Sorry, this is Long Island, This is 1970s. Long Island. This is, it. this is in the late 70s. This is okay. my ju- junior high school when I got out there. Okay. You know, so this is leading up to why, you know, hoops yeah. came in and yeah. all that. So one of the older black guys came to watch me try out. He had a car. For football. Yeah, my man Dougal. He ran home. No, this is baseball. He ran I'm home, sorry, got man. his mitt, came back. And that's the only way I, the first week of tryouts, he would catch and allow me to throw to warm up. Ah. Because nobody else would do it. Right. <clears throat> so I could, you, you could just sense it like, what's he doing here? Why he here? So then it was like, all right, cool. Let's get him out of here quick. All right. Um, let's put him at third base. Right, the let's just court. hit rockets down there, mm-hmm. boom, and then we could be like, "Look, get out of here." But they don't know that when I came up playing baseball, I had a coach named Frank Mitchell, who was psycho. <laughs> he used to put us in the backs, the backstop. We had to get there with our gloves, and he would stand in front of the pitching mound. And this is a, a little league field, and he would yeah. say, "Ding, wham!" And if you jump, he said, "Yo, man, whenever you want to stop getting hit, that's what you got to mitt for." So some of the parents, yo, used to like, yo, be like, he's Yank crazy. The kids, yeah. Take the kids and all of that. Tough. And my pops used to assist. And I saw my pops kind of a little uncomfortable, whatever. But I said, yo, chill. And it just one day I just got. You told your pops chill. I said, yo, chill. Yo, hit the ball. And I didn't catch them all, but I used my mitt to knock it down. Right. And I felt comfortable like, okay, these little this ground balls ain't going to scare me. Right. So when he said third base inside, I'm going like. Yeah, that's home. All right, cool. <laughs> but this day, it when I say freezing, mm. it was free. It was like April, so everybody's standing there like this. Yo, you couldn't close your hand. Mm-hmm. So they like, yo, go to third base. So the coaches are smashing these balls down it. So I told myself, yo, son, you ain't missing one ball. I don't care. You do whatever you gotta do. So I said, I got it. So when he hit the ball to me, I'll scoop it, flip it, catch it, and throw it because I couldn't close yeah, it. Yeah, grab it right. So, yo, man, he's pounding maybe 15, 20 balls. I didn't miss not a one. Mm. <laughs> not a one. So then at the end, he's like, hey, man, you know, sorry, man, we're not going to be here. You got a real bad habit like there. I was like, what are you talking about? The flip this up. Flip up. <laughs> what are you doing? 
I said, bro, I'm looking at your hands right here, redder than right. anything. You can't even do, you, your hands are stuck like this. So then I got the sense like, you're not wanted here. Mm. Wait, quick question. Was that your premier position, third base? No, you're a pitcher, right? Pitcher. He yeah. was a pitcher. I had, I had a, I had a, I had a, I had an arm to die for. I, I could throw hard. You ask anybody that know me. I, 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 I hum, hum a baseball, football, a whole nine. So football, right? So it comes back to that we playing. So now, so wait, so you got that I, sense? So I walked away from. You, so you bounced. I walked away from that. Okay. But football was still your fall comes. That smell of that grass. Uh. <clears throat> so when it got to the high school. Because of the middle school experience, I kind of, I still wanted to play football, but I didn't have no faith in, you know, you know, it's not probably going to be the same thing, right. right? So, I'm playing in gym, and usually the gym teacher plays coach. I mean, um, quarterback. Okay. okay. So my boy said, "Yo, Mr. Adams, why don't, why don't you take a team? Let Q do the other team." So I'm like. And he's like, yo. So he calls the football coach, the varsity coach, yo, you got to see this kid throw. And the coach was calling my house and all of that. But I lost the, so my pops finally told him, look, man, don't call him no more. I said, yo, you're burnt. He's burnt. He don't want to, he won't have nothing to do with it now. And I couldn't believe I was doing that. And I was like, so I was going back and forth at Queens. I was still playing baseball mm-hmm. and, and football at Queens. I was going back and forth. But then it got too hard going back and forth. Yeah. So then that's when the basketball started to come into play. And at first I was like a little bit like I was mad because I wanted to play all the sports. But then I must have taken my frustration and just all put it into basketball hoops. And I wasn't very good early on. What, so just give me a time frame. As, as far as age goes, when so, you started basketball, <clears throat> truly getting into So it. when I moved out to the island, like, for 13, 14, 7th seventh, seventh grade, okay. that's when it started to come in, you know. So then I got the baseball out, I got the, the football out, boom. And then, like, 8th, ninth grade, then it was really looking, okay, what's with this, this thing here? You so know? that's, I mean, that's in today's world, that's late. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. I didn't. So like, I I didn't grow up with a ball. Even though Dad took me to the thing, yeah. he was. It was like laying a foundation. Right, right. It, it was, was like, very casual, haphazard. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so then you know I'm out there. So then I'm getting taller, and then I'm realizing they. My dad's nickname when they were playing was the Swan. He was graceful as hell. And then all that, I'm realizing that okay, I'm bigger than most of my friends. Cool. And then I'm noticing when we playing, yo, I'm blocking everybody's shot. Yo, pinning I'm hanging out on the rig. Yeah, man, and it's just like, yeah, I'm like, oh, all right, you know, maybe I can do this People thing. People cheering for you. <laughs> well, at kill. that time, no. No, nah, that, that time, no. They didn't have the honeys in the park, like, doing <laughs> nah, that? No, no, no. So I went out for the middle school team, made the middle school team, mm-hmm. and started. There was a, there was a kid that was playing. Um, uh, Rob Rudloff was real good. You know, same age as me, and then this cat was like, he he was doing work in middle school. I was petrified. I was great practice player, great in the park, but when it came with that whistle and stuff, yeah, the jitters. I was like, and it was so bad, man. I always tell this story. My dad used to race from the city out to the island to catch my games. I don't even think he missed like from get off work from, and run from middle school to high school. I don't think he missed more than like maybe three or four games. Wow, wow. so That's dope. <clears throat> he used to. So he used to always sit in a certain spot, whether it was at home or the road. So I know before the game, I used to always take that quick look. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, you there. So I turn one day, we playing this game, and I look, he's here. Cool. Coach is like, I right, Q, let's go. So I get in. So you could see, I'm nervous, mm-hmm. right? I'm dribbling down the court. So this kid, I forgot what team we're playing, whatever. He said, give me the ball. He's Yo, on your team? No, I was I swear team. to God, man, like a movie. I stopped, I took the ball, handed and I handed him the ball. And he took off and laid it up. And they laughed. The crowd is laughing. It was on the road. Oh. Laughing. My coach has got his head like this. What are you doing? So the game is over. We get in the car. My pops are driving. There's nothing. Silence. <laughs> what the heck? 
in, like, o- in other terms. Like, yeah, yeah. like, what you, yeah, I can't. Yeah, 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 It's just PG. Right, right, right. right. So <clears throat> I'm like, yo, man, so he's going to, I said, yo, man, you got to do me a favor. He said, when we get home, I want you to go in the bathroom. I want you to look in the mirror. And I want you to really look in there and ask yourself, do you need to be doing this? Or you need to give it up? Because what I saw today, yo, dude, you need, you need to pack it in. So I took a shower and all that. And I, then I got out and like a movie, I'm looking in the mirror. And when I looked in the mirror, <clears throat> I was like, I was like, yo, son, like, what was that, man? And I was so embarrassed. And I was so embarrassed that he had to fly out and all of this stuff mm-hmm. and race 50 minutes to get back out to Long Island and to sit there. And that's his son. Mm-hmm. And everybody knew it was his son because he was the only black dude in stance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's like, yo, that's got to be your boy, right? right? Right. So I was like, yo. But when I looked in that mirror, a sense of calm came over me and was like, you know what? That's it. I was so embarrassed that I was, so I went to practice the next day and cats was still giggling mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I had a whole different demeanor. I just went to work and Cash was like, yo, like what happened between yesterday and that? And like I tell my players now, I use the term get better today. Mm-hmm. Now it's a mindset. Yes, there's some physical things that you can get and repetition. work on repetition and stuff. Yeah. But if you get your mind yeah. mentally, immediately I could see a change. You know? What, what was the age? When you speak of when that happened, uh, that I was about man, I was, I was 14. about maybe 14, 15, 14. yeah. That's incredible. So every day now, religious. I literally would have a physical convulsion if I couldn't go out and practice. Wow. Like, so you were like really addicted like, to the game. Like I I like if it rained, yo, my mom's gonna tell you, man, no lie, yo, man, I'd be out in the rain playing. It could be porn. I'm out there, I'm playing. Not, uh, 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night in the summer, we out there playing in the dark. You don't need no light. Anybody that ever played ball before, you know at 11, 12 o'clock at night, and you've been out there for three or four hours, it's like sunlight. You can see everything yeah. out there and you playing. My mom thought I was like in a gang or something. <laughs> or doing, so For real. So she, she talked to my pops and said, yo, man, do you really believe that your son is at the court right now? So he trailed me for like a week, sitting in there. He said, these fools are running around in the dark playing ball. <laughs> so it wasn't just you. It was you and the yeah. band of Mary, it was, Mary it was, Fools. It was me and my, and my faithful boys, man. And then I started to really just like, yo, yo, this is cool. So ninth grade came, and I tried out for JV. By then, I varsity coach, and people kind of knew like, oh, you know, you know, cool. So everybody thought immediately I was going to go to varsity. Right. But the best thing in the world happened. The kid that was the protege, the Rob Roloff kid, he went right to varsity. Right. And then I went to JV. There was a coach, Coach Cher. So, so now he, we're in high school. Yeah. So okay. ninth grade. So Coach Cher, I hope you get a chance to hear this. He saw it all in me. Mm. And he went to the varsity coach and said, yo, let me keep him. He's not ready yet. So varsity coach was like, all right, cool. This dude was the old school, tough. We took charges. This dude was like 6'4", 220. He would run into us. Like if you, if you did one of these, yeah, uh, lazy, he would get the ball. Get up screen. there. Boom. And plant you into that wood. Right. So like you had to like you had to man up and play. Right. So he called my my house and he said, hey. And he was like, why is your coach calling on the phone? He said, hey, listen, um, I go to these runs where me and my boys play. And um, I think your son has something. I want to take him with me to these runs. So he told me, he said, yeah, I called your folks. I said, yeah, I know I was there. So it was like a Thursday night or something like that. So I went. So I was like maybe. Five eleven, six feet, bony as bone could be. Mm-hmm. So he takes me out. It's all these big beefy dudes. So I could tell. Now I know. He told him, "Look, 
every time this kid gets near you, you knock the living out of him. Yeah, man. Elbow, boom, blindside, running, trip, boom, on the ground, bang, boom, boom. And he's looking at me. He's looking at me. And, you know, he's like, you're not phased. Like, what you going to do? You're in pain, but you're not so phased. So I'm like, cool. So I knew him in the back of my mind. I said, oh, it's test, okay. Mm. All right, cool. Let's go. Let's go. So we playing. So the next week, so each week, I started getting a little better with like, okay, I got these little bony elbows. You hit me with that. Boom. I started throwing the elbows back. So his boy's looking at like, oh, yo, Doug, I think he was right. I think this kid might have something here. So that year with him and him putting me through that, was like that was gold. So now tenth grade, he knew he only had one year. I gotta go up. Uh-huh. Um, so now I step into that with a whole different mindset. So I go into, you know, tenth grade, play boss and all that. My school was absolutely horrible in basketball. I mean, <laughs> the worst of the worst. <laughs> worst of the worst. <laughs> you know, we were in the league with Wine Dance, Amityville, uh, Babylon. Um, so Kim Rivers, who ended up being a, a, a good friend of mine, went to Wine Dance. Um, uh, uh, the Jones brothers from Amityville, Shelton Jones played at St. John's, mm-hmm. right? He was dubbed the next Julius Irvin from Long Island, right. 6'6", and all that. And Greg Jones' brother. Except another, he decided to go to St. John's and not UMass. Right. Dumb move. <laughs> right, Dumb right, move. right, right, right. But he had a good... He had a good you know, he made it to the league. Oh, okay. I think he played uh, a year, you know, okay. the league. I think it was the Sixers. Right? And Matt Bruss, which was, Matt Bruss was this big, you know, six foot six, you know, brolic white dude that was killing. Most of his points came on the foul line because this kid <laughs> lived on the foul line like crazy. So, <clears throat> you know, so I'm in the league with these cats and um, my crew was, was not good. You know, and, you know, first year in Voss, did okay, you know, whatever, was nothing special. Got to 11th grade, a um, little better, you know, okay. So nothing is like fire, getting anybody fired up. Then come to the senior year, that junior summer, there's a park called Wolf Hill Park that everybody used to go to in Huntington. It, like, was the middle intersection from Huntington Green Lawn, Northport, all the kids, everybody would come down to this park. So by that time, in the summers, I was going down there, and it was an A court and a B court. All the top-level kids played on the A court, the B court. So they had a system. When a top player wasn't playing, he would go over to the B court and watch. And then he could say, yo, Manny, your next game, you running with us. So then all the friends would be like, yo, son, you going you on the A court? <laughs> Yo, you going to the A court? You made the pros, kid. <laughs> so I would go over to the. I went over to the A court that first game, and it was like with Coach Share, yo. And the rule in those days, unlike now, when you go to the park or a gym, okay, if you called a foul, yeah, they would yeah. send you back to the B court. You couldn't. You couldn't say nothing. Right. You play ball. Nobody was crying every five seconds. You touch my toenails. You touch my hair follicles and crap like that. So long story short, I go home. I'm so excited. I run in the house. Mom, yo, can't believe this. I played on the A court today. A court. She's like, yo. She's like, oh, my God. What happened? Whoa, what's going on? I'm like, what? There's blood all on my shirt. Oh. Yo, I had a black eye. My lips are busted. And I didn't even realize that so all my, my shirt was blood. blooded. So my pops comes in, like, what, what, what happened? You was in a fight. Then I was like, no, I was playing ball. <laughs> like, yo. So I'm all excited. I'm like, yo, wait, wait, don't worry about it. This is fine. This is just but, right. it's initiation. Okay, I'm good. Right, I'm right, good. Right. <laughs> so then that was it. So the B-Court days were over. Boom. So then it was watching all the big-time high school players that would come through there and play. And then... At we, this park. At this park. So, so this, we would this sit. was like the mecca out there. Yeah, so then we would sit and we would look and we'd be like, oh, yo. So, so all my friends were like, yo, okay, yo, you get to play on the A court. Cool. So then I'm watching all the, so then something in me started going like, all right, cool. Yo, I'm better than all these cats. 
And they're, all right, so who's the best player? So when I get on the court, I check, your manager, I'm giving you the ball. I, yo, I got him. Yo, who's, who this kid, man? I like you, kid, man. Yo, you got kind of, yo. Yeah, I'm serious. We going. Now, there was a, there was a kid named Rob uh, Austin. This dude could fly. I mean, literally, we were sitting on the ground. It looked like this. Hmm. And he was so smooth. Jelly, you know, we call it finger the dip, roll. finger roll. Yo, this kid was like, over the rim. Like, On some George Gervin? <laughs> boom. Boom, boom. Duncan, jump shot. No rim, that. nothing. Just straight down. Yo, like, just, uh, like, you know, one of those. Yeah. Oh, so I said, okay. All right, so that's, okay, so that's who I got to take out so that I get that, those props there. Mm-hmm. So my friends was looking at me like, you're bugging. Like, you bugging. <laughs> so then I started this routine of getting up at 5 a.m. in the morning, and um, especially in the summers, and doing my running, doing push-ups and sit-ups. I would ride my bike. I would run. We had this hill around the corner from me, up and down the hill. My friends to this day, I tell you, they was like, oh, yo, we with you, Q. First time they come at 5 a.m., we go second day, third Fall day, off. like, nah, yo, son. Yo, it's crazy. Yo, you, you got to ride your bike. Yo, why we got to <laughs> run now? Why we got to do it? I had this rock that held up my mailbox in front of my house that was maybe, eh, maybe 40 pounds, huge. And I used to be out there. <laughs> and running sprints in front. So now it's like, literally, I'm obsessed with basketball. Right. Like, I, everything in school, I'm playing at lunchtime, I'm coming into class dripping. From sweat, cause I'm playing at lunchtime. What? So, I mean, that's a radical change, right? Yeah. You go from playing multiple sports <clears throat> early in, in your mm-hmm. life, right? D- being relatively good at them. Yep. Getting to middle school, high school age. Yep. Now nobody wants you in those sports, or yep. that's the sense you got. And then you get in, you get accepted by your community playing ball, cause that's what the community primarily did. Right. What was the trigger, though, that went transitioned you from actively playing ball mm-hmm. with this inclusive crowd right. to now you're a fiend? It, it was I, I, once I got in a circle, and then I started to watch. It was a burning to be the man. I wanted to be the best player on the court. Okay, that was it. And I was like, "What do you need to get there?" Boom and it was just a work ethic. So I just came up with this, all right, cool. Let, let, me, let me start doing this. Let me start doing running. Let me start doing this. Let me start doing that. So by then, like, you know, little reps start coming around like, yo, man, you could play. Yo, you come to the park. Yo, boom. By the time I got to the park, I couldn't even step in the park. They would see We got mm. Q. So they just saw you from a distance. Now in up. Long Island, so I always tell people, if somebody from your childhood came, I bet you Manny's not what they called you. They called you something else. Yes. Right? Right. And when I was in Long Island, my nickname was Buck. So everybody was come, yo, we got Buck. I, I'm not even in the park yet. We got Buck. Boom. I lose a game. Yo, the next, they would save a spot. Next crowd. That's cool. Yo, we yeah. got him. We got him. So then one day I had that, I had that confrontation. I grew more. So now I'm 6'2". And then now I'm like 11th grade year, and we there, and I'm looking eye to eye with the king of the court. And we coming down, and he doing that, and I'm right there going, mm. boom, bam, boom, boom, boom. We beat him, go off the court. And I remember, you know, look back like, like, yo, he's for real now. Like, yo, this kid is playing. So senior year also, the, the, a big turning point comes now. There was a teacher, Mrs. Glad. Glad like happy? Yeah, glad okay. like happy. And she smiled all the time too, man. Okay. So it was the Olympic year, and she had a friend who, uh, Dennis Milton, the boxer, came. Before you got, my You got to look it up. He was uh, <laughs> the, the U.S. Olympic, you know, okay. he was a hopeful, the goal and all that. Yep. And she brought him out, but a representation that came with him, this guy named Jackie Knowles. That name sounds very familiar. So Jackie Knowles was Webster PAL right here in the okay. Bronx. Okay. Okay. Now, you'll see the importance of Webster PAL. So 
Jack comes out, and Ms. Glad goes, come here, I want to introduce somebody. She said, Jack, this is the kid I was telling you about with the basketball. Mm-hmm. So Jack looks me up and down. He's like, yo, um, you got a ball? Let's go to the court. So we had a court out in the back. So an assembly going on. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, Dennis that. wasn't going on to the end. So he took me in the back, and he threw me through some drills and stuff. And he said, yo, can you get out to the Bronx? Come work out. So I go home. I said, yo, pops, um, I, I got to go to the Bronx, man. <laughs> this coach wants me to come work out. So he's like, and, you know, and this is what, you know, that's why I love my, my, my pops. You know, he said, cool, man, when, when do you got to go? So, remember, we lived in Green Lawn, Long Island, mm-hmm. out to It's 50 minutes South to get Bronx. out of there. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so, the cool thing is he was a pastor in Queens, so going back and forth was nothing. So, I would go in with after school. I'd go with him. Mm. He would come back out to get me, right, or he'd go later. He'd wait for me. He'd come pick me up sometime from school right at like 2.30 or whatever. We'd jump in the car. He would take me to the Bronx, and then we would go to his meetings, go to church, and all that kind of stuff. And I'd be up in the Bronx balling. Wow. Right? That's dedication. So then I started meeting, like, all these top ball players from around. So Name some. Name he some. He put me on it. All right. So Kim Rivers, I was telling you about, was a kid from Winans. But Kim actually um, knew Jack and him was up here in the Bronx. So Kim could jump, yo, out the freaking gym. My man Baby was from, from the Bronx. My man Dean Little, who was from... Uh, Long Island. Dean came out after a while. We were driving together and stuff like later on, you know, when we got to college. Um, but here's the big thing that happened at Webster PAL. Webster PAL happened to be the home for Gus Williams. Now, they grew up up in Westchester, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> he had an affiliation with Webster PAL. So the inside of the gym was green and yellow when he was with Seattle. Okay. Right? So they had a little crew. So they was handling the um, ball players, started, you know, getting behind them and stuff like that. And also, that's where the pros came to work out off season. Night. Wow. So I start with Jack. We get out there. So was he it just sorry to cut you mm-hmm. off, but it was just like players that were local. Yeah. Or just everybody. Ray Williams, Gus Williams, Roddy McRae, Scooter McRae, Chris Washburn. Kenny Patterson, mm. you all the Kenny mm. Patterson, Queens, love him to death. That, that's my man. Um, it, I looked up to him. I told him this a couple of weeks ago, man. He was a big influence on me. Went to DePaul, played with Dallas Comedies, all them dudes. When they used to battle against Georgetown, I used to watch them. Damn. So a hometown, you know, guy. So they used to come up. So when we would leave the gym, yo, you see Mercedes and all these fancy cars pulling up. So... I'm going to take a, one step back. So before that, when Jack brought me out there and started working out, he had a, uh, uh, a high school team, and we were playing tournaments. So we would play with all these, like, no-name dudes playing against, you know, the Riverside, the Gauchos, and all that stuff like that, and we was, we was handling our business. Waxing. Okay. So then now we all go, we get into college, <clears throat> and um, I come out, well, let me back up. So I'm, I'm, so now I'm connected to Webster PAL. Mm-hmm. We're doing that, right? So then it's time to go to college. So I come out. I ain't get one scholarship offer from nobody. None. I got some D3 letters mm. from stuff. So I was kind of like, oh, man, like, what now? So Richie Adams, not Richie Adams from... Fame New York, lefty Richie Adams. But Richie Adams, my phys ed teacher, mm. we would be playing in gym, and he was like, yo, dude, this, this is ridiculous. You, you need to be having a scholarship. Like, this is, this is crazy. What are you doing? Like, no, nothing, nobody, no scholarship, nothing. Yo, he got, like, he, got heated. he turned like a red beat, you know? <laughs> so he said, yo, I got a friend who's the head coach at Nassau Community College. Yo, I'm going to give him a call. So I said, cool, man, thank you. Next day, he comes back, yo, they got a workout, okay? Boom. By that time, I was driving and everything like that, so I went out there to the workout. 
It must have been like from the time he did that, maybe that following week. So I go to the workout. I'm in Nassau gym. All these players packed in, everything. So we get out there and we playing. I'm on fire. Mm. I, I don't even know but if how, I missed, how? I like, missed shot. What, what's, your, what's your style of game? Are you talking about? Jump shot. Offensive juggernaut. <laughs> so I'm, I'm. <laughs> people were laughing at it, but offense is is is, is my thing. Okay. So um, play above the rim, shoot jump shots, attack the rack like a freaking maniac. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I go out there. I'm working out, and we finish. And the coach is like, "Yo, can you come up to the office?" And he's like. Um, I, I I don't know what you're doing here, <laughs> right? So I'm he's confused. So so I'm I'm like this. I'm like so Richie's confused. So so, so, so but I took it. But I took it like this. I took it like oh shoot, man, he didn't like the way I played. Oh okay, you know. And I said oh, uh, and he said no 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 <laughs> not in a bad way. He said what what why are you here, you know? But a lesson to the younger players and stuff like that. I didn't fight academically the way. I should have. I did the teacher will come to me, look, if you don't pass this test, you know, you're going to be in danger of failing for the semester. Then I'd turn into A. And they were like. So you had the capability. Wait, oh, did you cheat? Capability. No, no. So more than all, the capability. You could just turn it on when my, you wanted to. I was so focused mm-hmm. on. Hoops. Yeah. Ball, ball, ball. So, um, you know. So I'm, you know, so he's like, yo, uh, we'd love it if you came here, you know. So I go there, and that year was, that was 1984, because I graduated in 83. And this crazy crew came through at the same time. Matter of fact, the two years that I was there, the first year, we had this player, um, Mike Hammond, Relation to Joe Brian, no, oh. but Ooh. the Hammond brothers from Long Island, like they, there's like this family, a lineage of players, and Mike was a beast. Okay. Ended up at CW Post. Um, then Brian, I'm trying to remember Brian's last name. I can't remember Brian's last name. Lemuel Brabham, who was a big-time player out of Westbury. Mm-hmm. So it was really a fight, like, yo, man, all these guys, and then now you got buck coming along, and it's <laughs> like, you know, where we at? So I'm a freshman trying to figure in here. Let me turn that out. Yeah, I'm trying to figure in here how to do all this stuff, right? So, long and short, we start off. We had a we had a real good year, made it to the playoffs, but we end up losing. But toward the end of maybe a month before we got to the playoffs, I go up against Manhattan and I try to dunk and I flip over the shoulder, come down and I break break a wrist, my wrist. Mm. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm out. So we get to the playoffs, and, you know, I'm sitting there, and Coach is walking down the bench, and he's, he's like, looking at me like, Fool. I want to put you in here so bad. <laughs> I want to get you in so bad. Now, I had, I had never stopped playing. So even when it was in the cast, I kept going to the park and practicing playing. And I got to the point, I, I went and got these pads, and I said, look. And I went to the ref. He said, nah, you can't play with the hard cast. Yeah. So I said, look, I padded it. So then one of my, my point guards, my man, uh, uh, Billy Hogue, came over and he said, yo, man, let's cut, let's cut it off. I was like, yo, I'm down. Let's cut it off, you know. But then my mom was just flipping and all that. <laughs> but, yo, man, I was so close. to I was sitting there with a sore, man. Like, I got it. So I was like, ah, all right, so we lose in the playoffs. So everybody's like, yo, you know, if, if, if we would have had you, I think we could have been deeper and, and made a but a cool thing happened halfway through the year. Coach called me in the office, and he said, um, he said, yo, man, I just want to say thank you. I said, thank you for what? He said, uh, he had a crazy bunch of, and it was hard. Like, you got, it was like an all-star team. It was like Eagles, a Long Island yeah. High School all-star team. So all the top players were there. So it's like minutes. So, you know, I love all the guys, but, you know, cats, you know, like uh, minutes. So, like, yeah. So it's like, how do I, Divide you know, yeah. he said, <clears throat> you didn't complain one time. You didn't come to me saying, yo, do this, yo, do that, boom, boom, boom. And I just want to say, you know, I appreciate the fact that you didn't do that. And 
um, I said, well, my dad always taught me that for me to come do that to you, then I got to be playing lights out, not making no mistakes, this and that, boom, to come. And I'm not doing that, in my opinion, coach, right? I think I'm doing well as a freshman coming in averaging double figures and doing well, but I'm not... I'm not where I want to be yet, mm-hmm. you know. I wanted to actually ask you, uh, because I feel like between your baseball coach, the one that was <laughs> you know, sending you skyrockets, <laughs> right, uh, your father mm-hmm. played a huge role, mm-hmm. uh, and your high school basketball coach, right? Yep, coach. Do you yeah. feel like that com- combination of men influenced you to be not only the man you are, but also the basketball player that you are as far no as question. character? No question, as far as toughness. And I, gotta, yeah, toughness. I can't, I can't um, leave out Jack McCormick. Okay. Jack McCormick was the varsity coach um, there, and he did the greatest thing for me. When I got to varsity, you know, he was cool. He supported me like crazy. So he made me stay after practice one time. He said, yo, he said, here's the deal. He said, we need to work on it. You need to get a jump shot, right? Because I was, remember in those days, at six two, I was playing center. Yeah, you're a big guy. You know, so I was playing in around the basket because I could jump and stuff like that. Cool. But he saw the fact that you're not going to be a center right. in college. You're going to be a guard. So you got to start working on your handle and you got to work on a shot. So he, he tricked me, mind game. He said, yo, with the jump, he said, all right, this is what you want to do in the jump shot. You want to jump as high as you possibly can <laughs> and release at the top. Right. Right. So at first it felt awkward, like mm-hmm. jumping that high and doing it. He said, and it always stayed in my mind. He said, look, when you jump, if you were underneath the basket, you'd be able to dunk the basketball. That's how high the jump shot would be. <laughs> okay. So, but that's how I started training. So then I started, and that was the biggest thing, and, you know, that was it. And when I pulled up for the jumper, I was jumping super, super high. Oh, and now people will go it. up, and then you, and you chilling there, and I'm just floating down. up here. While you, yo, you done? That's it? <laughs> right, that's <All> it. Right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> So then, so then I go ahead and you know, and I oh, and I, and I work on it. I work on it, get a real good jump shot. So now I'm literally off the ground, jumping over. Um, so thanks, Jack. You know for that. That's and, good. That's a good little. Yeah, trick. and then and then my senior year in high school is when I really came into to my my zone. I think I averaged like 18 points a game, like 12, 13 rebounds, like four or five blocks. Mm. I made all league, but I didn't make all county, and I didn't make all Long Island. Why? That sounds, those numbers sound. Yo, I went to, I made the, I I was in the all-star games, and it was this game back in the day. Everybody remembers. It was New York City versus Long Island. Long Island. I wanted to play that game so bad. So all the dudes I played with the park, and my boys, the top boys, was on that team, my boy Alex Agudio from Whitman, my boy Kenny Atkinson, who is the Nets coach. The Nets, the Nets coach. It's, he's going to be on the show. Actually, he called me the other day. Actually, I don't know him from a can of paint, but we well, gotta figure can, that out. Yeah, he, he's <laughs> good. He's good people, man. And and trust me, man, he's grounded. And um, I, I I think he would love you know to do it. I know he's crazy busy, but we'll find a spot for you. Yeah, okay, man, cool. Got you right here, but man. but so you know. Um, long and short, you know, I wanted to play in that game. And I remember one time I went to the game, and this is when, remember my year, I graduated 83. So who was on the city team? Pearl Washington. Uh, Kenny. Okay. Um, Atkinson. No, Kenny um, Smith. Oh. Kenny Smith was on your team. Ken, no, 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 no. No, he was this in the, the city the team. NYC Sorry, team. Oh, wow. Boo wow. Harvey. Rod Strickland. Mm. They was, the city was packed. My, my future teammate at St. Bonaventure, Sam Graham, was playing on the city. So they was, they was stacked. So I remember one time. No, you said NYC. I was we, we started Danny to, Hurley. We, we was playing against all these guys. So who I remember. Who was on Long Island's team? It was Kenny Atkinson. It was um, uh, Tim. Tim. Uh, oh, what's Tim's name with the Holy Trinity? He's like 6'8". I'm sorry, Tim. Forgot the last name. <laughs> um, um, Matt team, Matt Bruss, the kid okay, I was yeah, telling yeah, you yeah. about, Kenny Atkinson, um, and you know, cats like that. You know, uh, Alex Agudio, my good friend. You know, and he, he's been. He, I'm, I'm gonna talk about him because he's very integral for me too. 
So I remember one of the city dudes, I knew some of the city dudes, so I remember they was like, what you doing, man? Why ain't you dressed? I'm like, they ain't put me on the team. So there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a current running now, and I got a huge chip on my shoulder because mm-hmm. I'm not good enough to be all, all um, county. county. I, I, no Long Island stuff. Um, I can't play in the, um, was, oh, my God, the classic, something, uh, Newsday Classic or something like that. That was NYC versus Long Island, yeah, right? Yeah, I can't be in there. So this whole time, so I'm burning. So I'm watching the game. So I'm burning. So I'm looking at dudes. I'm like, I, I, I got I him. I can get that dude. I mm-hmm. can get that. I can play. And I can play. I play with these dudes, man. I can, I can do this. So it just burned me more. So I couldn't wait the next morning to get up and get out there and go. So now, come that was my freshman year over. So that summer, yo, son, so I got bigger. You know, I know now I'm slim goody, but <laughs> I was fit. I, I, I was ready. That summer, my freshman year, I went off in the park playing with Jack in tournaments, the whole nine, just like, and people was like, yo, who the f- is this dude? Like, who is you Long Island kid? I'm from Queens, man, you know. <laughs> but, but, you know, no. <laughs> but, but what happened was. But, but so then I started to, so, so now uh, here comes my next year. No, so now in that summer, so now I get the ass. Jack comes to a handful of us and says, yo, after I work, I said, yo, can you stay? Yo, there's some more runs. So we, yo, we running with the pros? I'm like. Yo, yo, I can't believe this. Crazy. So I'm like on the phone, yo, mom, I'm going to be late. Yo, they let me roll with the pros. <laughs> <laughs> so so long as you ain't gangbanging. I, <laughs> I wasn't nervous no more. Now it was about eating. Props. So now it was like, so the mentality wasn't all mad respect for everybody there. But I just wanted to, I wanted to learn. I wanted to just be in that arena. So I come out. Who am I guarding right off the bat? I'm the 6'2 dude guarding Rodney McRae from the Houston Rockets. Mm. Six foot eight. His butt was like <laughs> on the top of, my, <laughs> top of my head. But we going, and they loved us because we was going hard. My man Kurt Washington, Dean Little, my man Boone, all these. So basically my whole team got elevated to come up in the play against the pros so then i remember they was like yo man like keep them coming that's the kind because we didn't we didn't get in there ask for autographs right. we were like we want to be in your spot right but we but we wasn't being disrespectful right right, right. but yo let's go, go at it so now i'm leaving my house at you know five six o'clock after work and i'm coming home at four or five o'clock in the morning no, this is no exaggeration. You ask anybody who grew up in the L. This was summer? In the summer. Okay. This, anybody that grew up in the, in the L and, and was a part of that, the, the pro runs didn't start to 10, 11 o'clock at night sometimes. So gotcha. we would run first. Then they would clear out the wow. center. Everybody would go. And then the Mercedes and all that stuff start pulling up. And they come in there. Gus, Ray, all of them dudes come in there. So how many how many fullies did you play? Like how many games were you guys playing tonight? So we start 10 30, 11, man. No, we, before that, because you said you were running before. Oh that. yeah, yeah. We would work out for like two hours. Um, playing scrimmages and stuff? Yeah, but a lot of working out, you know, ball drills. handling, drills, gotcha. drills and shooting and stuff like that. Yeah. And then we would go at it. So I got to go, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm saying this, I got to go against the top players, right? From around the metro area in this gym. Mm. Isolated. Webster PAL. Webster PAL. Right? It's that Bronx thing. Jack right would take the ball and say, like, I right, DQ meet Kurt Washington. Kurt Washington was like my same size, same kind of thing. Kurt went on, got a full scholarship the whole night. I think he went overseas and played ball too. Mm. So <clears throat> I get to go one on one with him. And it's like each city, that's it. Full court. Boom. You got it. So it's like <laughs> you, you gotta you gotta toughen up or right. you're gonna lose out. So I'm I'm working out. With those guys, um, I'm playing with the pros, and part of my dream started to come true. We working out one time, and it was in between games, and I'm sitting down. So Rodney McRae comes, sits next to me. Yo, what up, young fella? 
you know, I'm like, yo, what a ride, yo, chilling. <laughs> he said, Sit yeah, so, so I'm chilling, I'm chilling. <laughs> he said, yo, man, he said, yo, you know, I like the way you play, man. He said, you know, you you you, you got the game, man. You you gonna be up with me soon. He 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 said, you gotta pro right. And wow. I remember I just sat there like. That's Damn. A huge stamp right there. I was like, did the chip get bigger? <coughs> um, did no, sorry, not the You know chip. what it did? Did, did it's, uh, it's not it's not my head got bigger. Okay. I you know what it did? It was validation finally like it's starting to pay off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's starting to pay off, you know. So we playing in summer tournaments now college now with Jack in these top tournaments like Rutgers and all that stuff like that and we eating. Right? So now I'm like, yo, these are the these are the top players around the area, dude. And we we win in these games. Right. You know, and I'm dropping 20, 25, 30 points. On pros. Yo, this is like <laughs> okay, okay, like this is cool. No social media back then. Can you imagine the look? Yo. Yo, you would have probably went pro off the look alone. <laughs> yo, man, it was <laughs> it, it, yo, it it was crazy. Right. So now I go into my second year at NASA. So I'm coming off this crazy summer, mm -hmm. all this. My confidence is like this, and I'm like, yo, I'm on. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm getting a D1 scholarship straight up. I'm wrecking. So we go in. The first exhibition scrimmage game we have was against a school in Jersey, Bergen CC or something. I dropped like 36 points. Coach comes in the locker room. That sounds pretty accurate. You said like, like it's yo, a like he, com he comes in and he's like, yo. He said, oh, my God. He said, yo, what did you do this summer? Like, like yo, man, like your whole thing. And I, I was, was it was it physically noticeable? It uh, sounds like it. Physically, but it was this. Yeah. It was this. He saw and, you locked and, in. And that hunger. And then now, the previous year, guy I looked at to Mike Hammond, I was like, that's Mm. I want to. I want to be like that. So mm -hmm. in the back of my head, I'm thinking like, that's the next level. I got. I got to. I got to. I got to go because Mike ain't here no more. So guess what? Me and my boy Larry Irvin got to carry the team. Larry's another Queens kid, mm -hmm. dope baseball player, the whole nine, undersized power forward at six two, kicked eating everybody's everybody's behind. Everybody. So that was my road dog. That was my dude that got the rebounds. It was like my job is to rebound. Your job is to score. One time, I remember, we went up, we fought for a rebound. So we both got a hand up, we come down, and the horse is like, his nickname was her. Yeah. Like, he just ripped the ball out of my hand and said, Look, how many you times score. I got to tell you? <laughs> you go score, I got the rebound. So, <laughs> so we laughing, so I'm like, All right, cool, man. I got you, I got you, I got you. So the coach comes over and says, Yo, man, I, I wish we could bottle this game. I said, Coach, don't need no bottle. This is. This is who I am now. This is everything this, now. This ain't, this, this ain't this, the spur of the moment. This is it. We on. So now next game, 25. Next game, 30. Next game. So then now he comes in and he's like, yo. He said, you serious? He was like, yo, man, you, you, you're a D1 player. So now I'm all region, all everything, get all whatever honors around there. I've. Came in second in scoring behind, I forgot my man from uh, Queens, real good dude. You know, the whole year we were battling, you know, back and forth. I must have had about maybe six or seven 30-point games. Had a 41-point 40, game. Mm -hmm. um, so now, finally, here come the D1 schools and offers coming in. And then now my mom... Who still wasn't sure what I'm doing at four o'clock in the morning right. and playing out ball? So I said, "Look, ma," I said, "the phone's gonna be ringing. Some coaches and stuff coming in." She's like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, whatever, whatever, whatever." Right. So now the phone <laughs> start ringing. You know, we'd like to come meet with you know you and your husband. You know, to talk about your son possibly coming to our school. What kind of offers did you get? Yeah, what you got? Names some schools. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mammoth. Okay. Now again, it's still like you know, uh, uh, Mammoth, uh, Fairfield. Um, uh, Temple, mm -hmm. St. Bonaventure, mm -hmm. uh, and then a slew of like Dribbling Dimes is recorded on location at the Renaissance Youth Center in the Bronx. For more information on the center and all the amazing things it does for the youth of the Bronx, please visit www.renaissanceyouth.org.
check us out on social media as well. We're live on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. On all platforms, you can find us at D-R-I-B-B-L-E-N-D-I-M-E-S. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dribbling Dimes. If you like what you heard, please leave a review or comment wherever you're listening to us now.